0: Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio
1: Network.
2: Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
3: Happy Feast Day of the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, a beautiful feast day in the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. There's so many things we can learn from both St. Peter, of course, the First Pope, and of course, St. Paul, my goodness. And I was telling my listeners in the first hour, the regional hour of Catholic Connection, that I truly believe as a media person that these two great communicators in the church, although very different styles, had they been alive today, I think they would have had a morning or an afternoon drive show, and I think it would have been amazing because they have different personalities and different styles. And I think it would have been really great. And the ratings would have been through the roof. I'm just saying. Anyhow, we have a great show lined up for you in this beautiful feast day and reminding us not to be fearful, to be not afraid, and to go forward and do what the Lord has called each one of us to do. The one, the only Father Mitch Pacwa does that every day here on EWTN and his uh, many programs on radio and TV, of course, and his many books. And he is an incredible priest, an incredible teacher And we do a segment every Thursday, if you haven't heard yet, it's relatively new, we've been doing it for the last couple of months, called Cultural Connections with Father Mitch. So today we are going to look at a very, very frustrating and sad thing, and I think we always have to look back, okay, how have I may contributed to this in terms of my own lack of understanding of the faith, my own lack of accepting teaching, my own lack of evangelization? You may have heard some of the stories or have been following us, of course, not only on our radio and TV programs and on the fine news outlets that we have, Catholic News Agency, EWTN News Nightly, uh, EWTN News In Depth, World Over with Raymond, and so many other shows and programs. some um, of course, Catholic News Agency and the Register, of course. So many Democrats, 31, I believe, is a total count, calling themselves Catholic and putting forward this pro-abortion statement and using their Catholic faith as a reason why. Now, had Republican Catholics done the same thing, we would be talking about that. But in this case, there are 31 Democrats that have done this. This is why we're addressing it. And also, Joe Biden, who claims to be a Catholic, said recently that he's really not into abortion all that much. Really? You know, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I'm not really into this. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'll get the direct quote for you when we get Father Mitch on. But basically saying it's not that big of a deal to him. Oh, really? then why are you the most extreme president, even more so if that's possible, than Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and so many other Democrats in office, on top of being someone who calls himself a Catholic and says he's a devout Catholic? If you heard his words over the weekend, it certainly sounded like abortion was a big deal. That's all he talked about. He said Roe v. Wade had it right. In the same breath, he was talking about being a Catholic, And these other Democrats who signed this letter actually used their Catholicism, one of them, an older congresswoman, saying, yeah, I'm baptized, I'm confirmed, I'm Catholic. And then they quoted teaching from John Paul II to back up their stance on abortion. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding you. So again, this is not about party politics, but this is a letter that the Democrats put forward on the anniversary of the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. And as I said, if we had a letter from another party who claimed that they were Catholic, other congressmen and women or senators have put out a letter we'd be doing the same thing but it's because it's this particular group that put out this letter that we're examining it and also when we examine that we're also called to look in the mirror and say okay what have I done to maybe add to this in my own way maybe not encourage a priest to speak the truth about life maybe not do it myself maybe shy away I think it's something very important to talk about today on the feast of saints peter and paul So we'll go forward with that with Father Mitch at 15 minutes past the hour. And then if you're looking to have a great time, be encouraged in your marriage, and just really be joy-filled, I hope you will join us on the Good News Cruise, which is still open. It is filling up, though. I think we have over, gosh, close to 600 people registered already, which is awesome. One day we hope to charter an entire ship. Wouldn't that be awesome? So we have some new speakers joining us whom I've had the pleasure to meet and to work with the Rome Boys. Now there's several of them, but two of them are going to be joining us, Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson will be on with us and they'll be a part of the Good News Cruise. They're wonderful podcasters who teach the faith and they are just a lot of fun and just really unique how they decided to get together and they just really felt they needed to evangelize as fathers and, and husbands and devout Catholics. And so it's a really interesting testimony on their own part. But they just went to Rome for their first pilgrimage. And I had the opportunity to speak to their pilgrimage group on their last night on their farewell dinner, which was a lot of fun. But they'll be joining us on the Good News Cruise, goodnewscruise.com. And they'll also be joining us today, two of them anyway, Tony and Joe, 9.39 Eastern Time, right here on Catholic Connection. As far as the weather is concerned, you probably realize this already, but there's a lot of heat across the country. And there's also a huge problem including right here in the midwest where i live uh, in the detroit area with the weather and the air quality excessive heat is spreading across the country and then this air quality issue is making a bad situation already worse dangerous heat continuing to expand through the lower mississippi valley and mid-south and into the southeast through friday Many areas outside of Texas will experience their most significant heat of the season thus far. Slight relief is expected this weekend for parts of Texas, the lower Mississippi Valley, and Mid-South as temperatures trend down to near normal levels. So that's what we're looking at weather-wise. We'll have more on that in the news. And we still have so many cancellations of flights because of storms that occurred over the weekend. That's in the news as well. Six minutes past the hour on a Thursday morning. It's June 29th, 2023. The Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul pray for us. Let's get started with the news at about six minutes past the hour. Francis, blessing the poly for the new and metropolitan archbishops on the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, presiding at a mass in St. Peter's. In his homily, the Holy Father focusing on the teachings of Peter and Paul, who he said answered that essential question in life, who is Jesus for me? By following him as his disciples and by proclaiming the gospel. Reflecting on how the church is called to grow in the same way by following the Lord, constantly and humbly seeking him out, and by preaching the gospel before the world and opening people's hearts to the presence of God, Pope inviting the faithful to bring Jesus everywhere, especially in those places where poverty, decay, and marginalization are deeply rooted. An important document was released by the church recently regarding Catholic education. As Vatican reporter Lisa Zangrini tells us, the Vatican Dicasteries for Culture and Education and for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life issued a joint letter encouraging all church actors involved in education to address the new daunting challenges faced by Catholic schools around the world.
4: It is essential that clergy, religious men and women and lay people all sing as a choir, reads the joint letter, which was released by the two Vatican dicasteries after the meeting they convened in May to discuss the many serious difficulties currently faced by the Catholic schools worldwide among them the long-term effects of the pandemic the ongoing global economic crisis decreasing birth rates the drop in vocations and growing secularization affecting specifically the western world all these grave circumstances have given rise to complex practical consequences leading in some cases to the closure or sale of catholic schools In the face of these difficulties, the temptation might be to lose hope. However, the letter stresses, what first seems to block our courage could turn out to be a kind of starting block for making a new leap forward. For example, it might spur Catholic schools to make greater efforts to sing in unison, as Pope Francis recently asked the pontifical academic institutions in Rome. The letter renews this call, encouraging initiatives and even experiments that are imaginative and creative, open to sharing with one another. As officers charged with assisting the Holy Father, the letter concludes, we shall make use of both old and new ways to address realities in a timely way and to help the body of the Church develop forward-looking solutions, even in the most difficult circumstances. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: A few hundred Google employees signing a petition opposing a planned drag show at a company pride event. They accuse Google of religious discrimination and claim the show will sexualize and disrespect Christian co-workers. In response, the company is encouraging employees to attend a social gathering at Google's Mountain View campus instead, while the drag show remains open to the public. Another round of Supreme Court decisions due out today. Decisions on seven cases from the term that began in October still have not come down. Those cases include Federal student loans, race, conscience, college admissions, along with First Amendment rights and religious freedom. The court is set to hand down those opinions at 10 a.m. Eastern time. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, more than 110 million Americans living under heat advisories today, millions more facing poor air quality. Chicago and surrounding areas are dealing with the worst air quality in the world, leaving residents
2: suffering.
4: It sounds like I can't even get a breath of fresh air.
2: My eyes are stinging, and uh, I'm trying to protect my breathing from particulate matter.
3: 100-degree highs forecast today, as you heard in the weather earlier, the southwest to the deep south impacted. The National Weather Service says life-threatening heat will broil a big stretch of the country from the southeast of New Mexico through the southern plains or the southwest of New Mexico, and the plains in the lower Mississippi, Ohio, and Tennessee Valleys, and the central Gulf Coast. Smoke from wildfires in Canada keeps spreading south, fouling the air for more than one-third of the people here in the U.S., air quality advisories and alerts are out for the upper mississippi valley the midwest great lakes ohio valley and the mid-atlantic meanwhile thousands of passengers are being stranded at u.s airports this week traveler troy lewis says as you can imagine it has not exactly been fun
4: well it's been a bad experience so far um i have a newborn right here and i have to be waiting five hours so it's really a bad experience
3: Bad weather, along with staffing shortages being blamed for hundreds of cancellations and thousands of delays across the country. Flights came to a halt yesterday in both Boston and New York where storms kept planes on the tarmac. As of this morning, Newark Liberty International Airport serving New York City had the most cancellations, and the airline with the most canceled flights was United. Brian Shook tells us debris has now been found of the imploded Titan submersible that contains presumed human remains.
5: The U.S. Coast Guard made the announcement Wednesday after a ship carrying pieces of wreckage recovered from the bottom of the ocean returned to port. A crane offloaded the debris that looked to include the nose of the Titan. Investigators from the U.S. and Canada will use the pieces to try to determine what caused the submersible to implode. The evidence will be transported to a U.S. port for further analysis. All five people on board the Titan are believed to have been killed by the implosion.
3: Sixteen people recovering from injuries after an Amtrak train partially derailed in Ventura, California. The passenger, this passenger describes what happened from his perspective.
6: We were just cruising along and all of a sudden there was a big bang. And uh, this car started teetering kind of up and down and then side to side. And I was in car 11 and it kind of fell off the tracks to the left.
3: The train hit a work truck parked on the tracks at a railroad crossing at about 11.30 Wednesday local time. The truck belonged to the Ventura County Public Works Agency and the driver suffering critical but non-life-threatening injuries. There were 186 passengers and 13 crew members on board. Three of the train cars came off the tracks but did not overturn. Lisa Taylor tells us House Republicans are releasing WhatsApp messages allegedly written by Hunter Biden as he worked on a 2017 business deal with the Chinese energy company.
4: In the messages, the president's son says $10 million needs to be invested annually into a joint venture with CEFC China Energy and boasts that the Bidens are the best at doing what the chairman of the company wants. Republicans say the chairman was a Chinese oil tycoon who went missing in 2018 after being arrested by Chinese authorities. The messages are part of the House Oversight Committee's investigation into an alleged influence-peddling scheme by the Biden family. President Biden has denied being involved in his son's overseas business dealings.
3: The Chinese spy balloon that passed over the U.S. early this year used U.S. technology to spy on Americans. The balloon was equipped with American-made equipment that collected photos, videos, and other information, but it did not appear to transmit that information. In February, the U.S. shot down the balloon, which had flown over sensitive military sites, sparking a diplomatic crisis. Former President Donald Trump is suing E. Jean Carroll for defamation after a jury found he defamed the former magazine columnist. He filed a counterclaim last night alleging Carroll defamed him, appearing on CNN after she was awarded $5 million in damages. Mark Mayfield tells us unionized UPS drivers are warning of an imminent strike that could start as soon as next week.
7: UPS Teamsters are demanding that the delivery company produce its last, best, and final offer to the union by Friday. After a failed negotiation meeting this week, Teamsters General President Sean O'Brien warned the largest single-employer strike in American history now appears inevitable. Over 340,000 UPS employees could walk off the job in the potential strike, causing massive disruptions to the U.S. supply chain. So far, UPS has agreed to install air conditioning and heat shields inside delivery trucks, but not much else.
3: And finally, in our news segment, at 14 minutes past the hour on a Thursday morning, a Texas lawmaker deployed for military service will be replaced by his wife while he's gone. Fannie Genton was sworn in yesterday as a temporary acting representative for her Houston area district. Her husband is a member of the Army National Guard. He will spend the next four months training in Oklahoma. In an op-ed earlier this month, a Republican saying he and his wife share the same conservative values, and he has no doubt she will be a strong advocate. When we come back, we have a strong advocate in the church and truth, and of course for Jesus, the one the only, Father Mitch Pacwa joins us from EWTN for our weekly cultural connections with Father Mitch. Stay tuned.
0: This program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at Ave Maria Radio.
7: This July 4th from Angel Studios, who brought you His Only Son and the Chosen, comes a true story of courage and redemption. Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only in theaters July 4th.
1: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net.
5: More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
3: Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Thursday, 17 minutes past the hour, EWTN, coast to coast and around the globe. And if you listen regularly, and I'm sure you do, then you know the person to whom I'm speaking right now, Father Mitch Pacwa, really needs no introduction. An amazing scripture scholar and teacher and preacher and wonderful radio and talk show host. I'm grateful for his presence on this show every Thursday, as well as his presence on the airwaves and all that he does. So, Father, this is, I think, a real important for us to understand what's going on here and how we should respond. We are a few months away from yet another election year, and when you have politicians who claim they're Catholic and are then citing church teaching, it can cause a lot of confusion because we know, and many of us are in that situation, myself included, we know there are a lot of Catholics who, not, who, who even if they're going to church, are not well catechized and they may have an affiliation with a particular party and say, well, see, this person is, quote-unquote, Catholic. And they're even quoting John Paul II and saying that it's okay and, and defending it. And then that leaves people with, well, it's, it's no big deal. I, you know, I can, I can separate these things and I can still vote for whomever I want, even if they're staunch pro-abort. So your response to these 31 politicians signing on to this very bold statement claiming that their Catholic faith is actually what motivates them to support abortion?
8: Um they are totally tricked uh, into, by, you know, and I would say an evil spirit of deception to hold such nonsense. Um, this is uh, the, the kind of uh, amazing thing. As a matter of fact, I oftentimes hear President Joseph Robinette Biden say, I'm a Matthew 25. Christian. now, And I'm sure that these people would have the same idea, Mm -hmm. that uh, Matthew 25, verse 31 and following is the scene of the last judgment, when Christ separates sheep from goats and says, whatever you do to the least of my brethren, you do to me, and whatever you fail to do to the least of my brethren, you do to me. How a person can claim Then. To say, well, the solution is
3: killing to, them. Yeah.
8: Yeah, killed your baby, uh, who is truly among the least. To do something to the, and this is to keep in mind, well, what about incest and rape? You would not do the same act of cutting off the arms and legs and crushing the skull to the perpetrator of that crime this is forbidden under the constitution to use cruel and unusual punishment and you may not and nor should anybody want to do that kind of torment to a criminal that rapes a woman but don't do it to the innocent baby who has not is as much a victim as the woman
3: and then to use the Catholic faith as, as a reason and a justification for it, this, this is just a couple of quotes from Representative Rosa DeLora. Yes. She sent out a tweet explaining why her Catholic faith, her Catholic faith inspired her to defend a woman's right to access abortion. I am Catholic, baptized, raised, and confirmed. And then she goes on to say, the fundamental tenets of my faith compel me. Fundamental tenets compel me to defend a woman's right to access abortion. I'm proudly part of the faithful large majority of Catholics who support legal protection for abortion access. Are you kidding me? Here's
8: what I I think we have to remember constantly uh, in regard to that kind of a statement, that our Lord Jesus, in John chapter 8, So this is um, Satan is a liar and the father of lies and a murderer from the beginning. Now, when you see somebody giving a lie about Catholic doctrine, this is not from God. This is not from the magisterium. This person is lying in the way that the uh, evil one does. You see this, by the way, in uh, beginning in John 8, verse 44, where it says, You are of your father, the devil, and your wills to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father
4: of lies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
8: That verse needs to be absolutely stamped in our minds and hearts. When we see people distort the truth, who is served by distorting Catholic doctrine, quoting St. John Paul, who said that, Abortion is one of the sins that cries out to heaven Mm -hmm. for revenge. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
8: And yet to try to use him, this is typical of the liar. Satan, just as with tempting Adam and Eve, he said to eat, Did God really tell you not to eat the fruit? When this woman, Dolores, speaks... I can hear the same hiss of the serpent. Mm. It's a partial use of Catholicism does believe in freedom of will. But it doesn't mean that every free choice is
3: morally right. And you can do do anything you want. That's the distinction that she's not making. And then to use, as you said, to quote John Paul II, one of our greatest pro-life leaders ever in the Church... It's just very, very twisted, and obviously, as you said, demonic. More with Father Mitch Pacwa, and how do we respond? And how do we help people understand that this is not the truth? We'll be right back.
6: Could a strong heart be connected to strong thigh muscles? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a study out of the European Society of Cardiology in Prague, some of my people, the answer is yes. June is the month of the Sacred Heart, so let's focus on the heart for just 60 seconds. According to this study, those having strong quadricep muscles, you know, the front thigh muscles, are less likely to develop heart failure after a heart attack. Observed high strength in thigh muscles indicated a 41% reduced risk of heart failure. How do we strengthen our quads? Well, like any muscles, we lift weights. We can do body weight squats or lunges or use a leg press at a gym. That's the machine with a large plate connected to weights that you press with your feet. Add some quad exercises to your workout routine. Your heart may thank you. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this study at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Father
5: Benedict Grochelle. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades, and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit.
7: EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic.
3: EWTN's Father Mitch Pacwa with us for Thursday morning. Every Thursday, Culture Connections with Father Mitch. So we talked about these 31 Democrats who signed this statement, claiming it's their Catholic faith that compels them to support legalized abortion. And now we have earlier this week Joe Biden. And Catholic News Agency has a story on this, by the way, at catholicnewsaGENCY.com. Father, let me just read you just a couple of quotes from this. The headline is: President Biden says not big on abortion, but campaigns with strong abortion message. Joe Biden cited his Catholic faith at a campaign fundraiser on Tuesday for a reason why he's not big on abortion, but at the same time, at the same event, said he would try to bring back the now overturned abortion-on-demand Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade. At the campaign fundraiser in Maryland on Tuesday, Biden said that Roe v. Wade got it right while calling himself a practicing Catholic. So I'm, you know, I happen to be a practicing Catholic. I'm not big on abortion, but guess what? Roe v. Wade got it right. I mean, I don't, this disconnect, Father, again off the charts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: yeah this is uh, something that um when i i pay attention to the the, the kind of uh, uh not only the words somebody gives but the tone and when i've heard president biden speak about abortion at various groups he has passion. A woman's right to have abortion. And he, he his passion, is more towards the uh, 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 pro-abortion uh, approach than it is toward the, um, you know, pro-life. So when he says he's not big on abortion, I'm not quite sure what being small and what being big on abortion would look like in contrast to him. Um, I I don't know exactly uh, what stronger voice he could give to uh, doing this. I I just don't know. Um, I myself would be of the mentality that, uh, you know, this is not something that we can do. Uh, it's a grave evil, and you are—you know, you—but you know, you, but, you know the president uh, gets really riled in favor of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this can be separated from his party's support for Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood has a permanent seat on the Democratic National Committee. Uh, They obviously have a very important voice uh, in their party, and he cannot afford to not uh, speak up in favor of what at least used to be their main source of income, namely abortion. Um, Now, by the way, they are transitioning, so to speak, because they are going to be the... Uh, a ma- one of the major distributors, they don't make it, but they distribute the uh, transgender hormone treatments.
4: Right. Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, that's going to be part of their new income. Right. Um, pay attention to the politicians' support of that and government funding for it and their own commitment to uh, a party asset, namely um
3: Right, which is the same thing that's happening, because in addition to, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood, they're also banning all of these different uh, situations in the states where they, you know, some states are banning the transgender, the, the surgery and the puberty blockers, and then federal mm-hmm. judges, you know, working on behalf, obviously, of, of uh, liberals in this case, are basically banning those those bans on these uh, procedures. So there's all kinds of things going on with anti-life uh, legislation and anti-life movement so my question father and we always like to leave people with with action items the thing that concerns me most and i was a fallen away catholic for a long time and i bought into a lot of this nonsense I even had a pro-choice mentality i was away from the church i was going maybe christmas and easter what and i have a lot of family members especially being that my family is pr- predominantly from the east coast and so there's this whole group of people who think that there's only one way they can vote, they can't switch because this is, you know, a particular party that represents the people. And while they're Catholic, and they vote, and they don't go beyond the headlines, they don't go beyond the tweet, and they see a Catholic quote from John Paul II, and they see a politician, whether it's Biden or these other folks, supporting abortion in the same breath. While they're Catholic, they support it. They quoted scripture. They quoted John Paul II. A lot of this has to do, I think, with poor catechesis. And you mentioned in our, in our discussion, and maybe we can wrap up. We have about three minutes left that there was a meeting that took place in the 70s, which is where a lot of this began. Tell us about yes.
4: that.
8: Yeah. Back in the 1970s at uh, Hyannisport, where the Kennedys have their um, uh, family uh, you know, compound for their vacations, uh, a group of uh, three uh, moral theologians who were uh, you know, dissenters from Humanae Vitae and such met with Ted Kennedy, and they came up with a way that a, uh, uh, a, a you know, Catholic politician could be pro-abortion by saying privately, I am against abortion, but this is the law. Now, the logic of that is very faulty. Uh, for, for instance, Regarding this very same political party, by the way, you could say, "Well, I'm personally against slavery, but you know this is the law, and my party supports it," which they did. Um, and you know that kind of logic is immoral. That you have to also bring out out the way that you support what is morally good. Legislation is not just what is acceptable at a particular time in history. Shamefully, uh, many Catholics, uh, including a Supreme Court justice, wrote and supported the Dred Scott decision saying that blacks are inherently uh, below white people and need to be slaves. Similarly, we have Catholic politicians. Same to me, as as far as I'm concerned, it's the same mentality about abortion as it was towards slavery. They uh, uh, support this, and it's immoral when they have a moral obligation to to support church teaching that contradicts slavery. That. Can, a matter of fact, put it under automatic excommunication exactly as the church puts abortion under automatic excommunication. Any doctor or any patient who uh, pro- procures an abortion is automatically excommunicated. You don't have to have a decree from the pope or a Right, victim. right. It's automatic, and that was true with slavery, and it's the same party that supported slavery that now supports abortion on the same kind of bad principles that attack human dignity in either case. Whether you enslave a person or, and I think it's even worse, you cut them up to pieces to kill them, this is immoral. And we have to have a clear sense of human dignity. It's not only the support for the woman but it's the support for everybody, including the child.
3: Amen. And also people who may be misled by those who are out there saying you can be Catholic and staunchly pro-abortion and that your Catholic faith compels you to support the killing of babies and don't even, well, could talk about this for three hours. Father, thank you so much. always appreciate your insight. Father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN joining us on Thursdays to talk about cultural connections. We'll be right back with the Rome Boys. They'll be joining us on the Good News Cruise. Stay tuned.
9: What makes an act moral or immoral? The Catechism of the Catholic Church lays out specific criteria for us to follow. When he acts deliberately, man is, so to speak, the father of his acts. Acts freely chosen can be morally evaluated as either good or evil. The sources on which the morality of an act are determined are three. One, the object chosen. Two, the intent of the act. Three, the circumstances surrounding the act. To be moral, the object of the act itself must be good and the intention pure. The circumstances are secondary to the first two criteria. They can increase or diminish the morality of the act. For instance, stealing a candy bar is wrong, but far less evil than robbing a bank. Intent and circumstance, however, cannot change the moral quality of the act itself. The end does not justify the means. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. The Catechism of the Catholic Church on Animals, paragraph 2417. God
1: entrusted animals to the stewardship of those whom He created in his own image. It is legitimate to use animals for food and clothing. They may be domesticated to help man in his work. Medical and scientific experimentation on animals is a morally acceptable practice if it remains within reasonable limits and contributes to caring for or saving human lives. It is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly it is likewise unworthy to spend money on them that should, as a priority, go to the relief of human misery. So the Catechism is quite clear. We have a great duty to exhibit kindness to animals and at the same time understand that animals were created not for their own sake, but for the sake of the human. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4
6: Eastern on EWTN Radio.
3: Minutes past the hour. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Wrapping up a Thursday morning show. The Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. Pray for us. Very excited to be an annual speaker at the Good News Cruise every year, and it's just a great event. And I hope you can join us. There's still room. GoodNewsCruise.com. I will say though, it's filling up very quickly. We have a number of folks uh, very well known, of course, through EWTN, including Dr. Scott Hahn and Kimberly Hahn who will be our speakers the night before the cruise. So you have to check it all out at goodnews.com. And I'm very excited to have the Rome boys joining us. And they have a terrific U2 show, and it's all about evangelization. And they come at the faith from a very different perspective, each of them. And I've been on their program before, hope to be on again soon. They're just a blast. Finally had a chance to meet them in person. They were doing their first pilgrimage to Italy. And so I was there for a number of reasons and ended up speaking to their group on their farewell night with their farewell dinner. And we had a blast on the phone with us right now, Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson. So do we have both or do we have just Joe right now? Both you guys there?
0: I'm here. Yes. Hi, Teresa. Hi. Hi.
3: Hey, Tony. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Nice to meet you in person.
0: Yes. It was a blessing that you joined us on the pilgrimage. Uh, Yes. It was so great. Thank you so much.
3: I know Joe is, we're working on getting Joe. I don't know if he's there or not. but we'll am here. You. Oh, oh Joe. hey Joe, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you this morning? I am great. I'm so excited you're going to be joining us on the cruise. So first for our listeners, I know many people are already familiar with your great, your great show on YouTube, your podcast, and all the great evangelization. By the way, Father Mitch says hi. I just had him on the show and he said make sure we yeah. tell the Rome boys <laughs> he said hi. So Tony, give us a little background first about how the Rome boys, how this all got started.
0: Well, we're three dads. Uh, I have seven kids, and Chris has six, and Joe has five, and, and Joe's a farmer, and Chris is an entrepreneur, and I'm a teacher, and we put all of our skills together, and the Holy Spirit absolutely has been in charge since the beginning, and we said, how about we put some videos together to evangelize and catechize the faith, like you were talking about earlier this morning? And uh, so we have about 250 videos on YouTube. where all of our social media trying to do different posts, Catholic posts, add some humor there, always have joy and enthusiasm because obviously this world <laughs> isn't giving us that and so we're do that and then we also start doing billboards all across uh, Texas. We have one in California simply says Jesus I trust in you on it with a divine mercy image and we're heading to do some talks here later this month and uh, just trying with the time that we have here on earth to spread the gospel. That's our call, that's our mission.
3: And Joe, how important is it, do you think that fathers and husbands are out there more on the front lines in the faith? I know that's one of the reasons the three of you wanted to do this.
10: Oh, absolutely. It seems that uh, men, for some odd reason or another, just over the years dropped the ball and handed it to our wives and uh, the women of our parishes and allowed them to just kind of take the reins and uh, lead our houses spiritually, which is, uh, they've done a great job. Uh, don't get me wrong there. They've done a wonderful job. It's just that that's not their job. Uh, it's our job as the fathers to be the priests and, uh, of our households. And so it's, it's very important for men to, to pick the ball back up and uh, to lead our families.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You're talking about Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson from the Rome Boys, you can check them out online. You can also meet them in person at the Good News Cruise. So, uh, Tony, I know that you travel a lot. Uh, have you been on a cruise before, I'm sure?
0: Yes, I have. But with the, when I did early on, when I was a teacher, I would take student pilgrimages, and then eventually I was like, well, that's just like a tour. I mean, that's not necessarily leading people's hearts and souls. So I got into the pilgrimage industry A number of years ago. And then I heard about, wow, a cruise, which is a ton of fun and great people, good community, good food, good events, awesome places to stop at. But then it's Catholic. And with great Catholic speakers like yourself and Father Mike Schmitz and, uh, you know, uh, who else? Dr. Ray and all that stuff. And people that have been on our show is such a joy to be able to learn about our faith and then experience that faith with others. Because all of us are called to a daily conversion, whatever we're at in our life. You know, I'm a cradle Catholic and Joe is a revert, and Chris is a convert. Wherever we're at, we need a daily call to step it up and become holier. So we just thought, hey, why not a cruise? Because people are comfortable, they're hanging out. And then also we can learn about our faith, experience the sacraments in a whole new way.
3: It, it's an amazing experience, and our goal uh, with corporate travel, I was saying at the top of the hour, is hopefully to be able to charter charter a whole ship someday, and I think we're getting closer and closer to that. For more information, goodnewscruise.com. It's in January. All the details are there. It's fantastic. It's after the March for Life next year, so you have plenty of time if you're going to be going to the march to make it on the cruise ship so please think about it dot goodnewscruise.com. So Joe, what do you hope to get out of the cruise or what will you be doing? I know that you'll be dining with the folks as a special promotional called Father which allows for a special dining experience with the Rome boys if you go to goodnewscruise.com. Joe, what are you looking most forward to on the cruise?
10: Uh, well, currently cooler temperatures. <laughs>
3: We uh, are in the going Caribbean? Okay.
10: <laughs> uh, we, we are going through a major heat wave here in Texas. Yeah. And uh, I think last week it got to
0: 115, 120. Wow.
10: So I was really considering calling John Hale and saying, hey, can we make this an Alaskan cruise? Because <laughs>
4: uh, we're
10: we're cooking out here. Uh, well, but in January, the Caribbean ought to be really, really nice weather. Yeah. So uh, other than that, uh, just being able to uh, – Visit with people, it's like minded faith, and uh, just especially these wonderful speakers as yourself and Father Mike, and just being able to hang out and uh, just relax and yeah. you know, just be with my wife. We're going to be celebrating our 20th, going into our 20th year of marriage. So,
3: I'm
10: really excited about that.
3: Congratulations. We'll have to have a special anniversary dinner or cake for you. We're talking to Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson from the Rome Boys. They're going to be on the Good News Cruise, goodnewscruise.com, and the promotional code to have a special dining experience with the Rome Boys is Father. So you just go to the Good News Cruise link and you can register there. What I think is so great about you guys, and Tony, you alluded to this earlier when you talked about your ministry, you guys are so joyful. And and I saw that again when I met you in person. And I know we had so much fun. I got everybody up on the dance floor. Even you guys get out there and dance. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. But we need that joy in evangelization, don't we?
0: Absolutely, I just remember, and God bless her soul, my my religion teachers growing up, and they handed us a book in the classroom, and it, there wasn't any joy there. And so, praise God through my experience, you know, going to World Youth Day in Denver and seeing John Paul II is when my faith started, and going on mission trips, and then through the program Totus Tuis, I fell in love with the Catholic faith. So even when times are tough, I mean, I have seven kids, and I'm homeschooling them and doing this Rome Voice thing. It gets busy. It's crazy. Kids are getting sick and all that kind of stuff, but you can always have joy. It always can be with you in the midst of sleepless nights and struggles on pilgrimage when we're in Italy. You know, it's just, you know, you get jet lag, and all that kind of stuff, but you can offer that up for the joy of the Lord, and so that's such a grace. Now, I'm not saying I do it every time, but that's the goal. You can always smile because this world is sad, and we can bring that joy. Especially, that's contagious as Catholics. We can give that smile, we can give that joy, we can be polite, we can be kind, and then that's an invitation to invite them to come to know Christ.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't take much. I mean, just being fun, smiling, uh, you know, and, and, and really being joy-filled makes such a difference. Joe, what do you think in terms of the people that follow you now online and, and your great show? What are the, the main concerns you're hearing from people out there?
10: Oh, well, uh, <laughs> that's Jared, there's a laundry list, I'm sure. I mean, just uh, turn on the news. and well, No, never mind. Turn it off. You'll be happier if you just turn off the news.
3: Yeah, amen to that. Listen, Except to our news. To those, uh, news.
10: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, but well, what are some of the great, issues? This the attack on the family. I
10: mean, this uh, LBGTQ RSTV movement that's going out there is just they're attacking the kids. They're going, they've made it plain and clear that they are aiming for our kids. And uh, just, I think protecting them, their innocence uh, is priority number one right now. Uh, the attack is on the family. Breaking it down, and I think this marriage cruise is going to be an excellent way of just renewing uh, our relationship with our wives, with our spouses, to where hey, we need to shine up our armor you know, shine up the shield to help protect these our kids and our
0: families and our future.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, Tony, will you be doing a show on board the ship?
0: Yeah, God willing, definitely. Uh, and then also, you know, joining the other shows like yourself on there and just, and then just recruiting people like, hey, get up. You know, it's time to go watch Teresa, listen to Teresa Tomio's show. So, yeah, any way we can promote and encourage people to go evolve because, I mean, you're not there to sleep. You're there to advance uh, right. lives, to meet new people, to get out there and uh, and make connections, make friends, make relationships with others.
3: Yeah, and I just, what I love about it is it's just so down-to-earth, and people come together, and we have Mass every day, and we have great priests that are with us, and we have, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to meet or speak with the MC, Father Joe yes, Krupp. Yes, we what?
0: interviewed him last week. Oh. Yeah, we were at Corporal Travel, and we interviewed him, and what a great priest, Father Joe Krupp, and yeah, we're looking forward to him. He's so funny and down-to-earth, and yeah, lots of
10: fun. Oh, no. man,
0: he is so full of crap
3: he is amazing, and he just has us <laughs> literally rolling in the aisles and, and on the ice rink, and where we have uh, you know mass in the big in the big arena, which is the ice rink. And It's just such a so much joy. That's the word I keep thinking of when I think of the Good News Cruise. Joy, 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 and I was always taught that's, that that acro- that word is an acronym: Jesus first, other second, yourself last. And we would walk around with our name tags on, and it says Good News Cruise. That's a witness, and we walk as couples, or if we're having, for example, one year I'll never forget this. We were we had confessions. Some of the confessions were up on the upper deck of the ship. And the line was so long and people were watching and wondering what was going on. So in the midst of waiting uh, to receive the sacrament, we had the opportunity to talk to people about the fact that these priests were here, were part of this cruise, and they were here in confession. So that kind of a witness, I think, also, without saying much, says an awful lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm reminded on the pilgrimage, we were just as a group, you know, the 50 of us in Italy and going places, and they see the Rome Boys shirt, or they see us praying the rosary in public, or doing the sign of the cross while we're at a truck stop, you know, getting the meal. And uh, those are all ways that we can spread the gospel. We should never be ashamed and not fear, you know, living our Catholic faith. Now more than ever, we need to be bold, and we need to be real about it.
3: Yeah, we need to be real, be bold, and be Catholic. Where's that from? Hmm, I think I've heard that before, Eh. right? (laughs) Uh, we're talking with Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson from the Rome Boys. Joe, give us your website, your link, so people can follow you and check you out.
10: RomeBoys.org, RomeBoys.org. That and is... uh, we're also, just search us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, all the social media websites. Tony takes care of that. He's doing a great job there. And uh, just check us out. And, yeah, uh, Com promo code RB. I'm not familiar with the father's one, but, uh, yeah. No, yeah, I've,
3: I've got yeah I've got the word father or RB. Uh, promo code is father, uh, and if listeners use the code RB, it lets you know the Rome Boys uh, will be you know they're interested in, in uh, being there with the Rome Boys for a special event. So father and RB, just remember that. Uh, and again, you can always just go to goodnewscruise.com for more information. I do want to let you know, Joe, that in January, in the Caribbean, the weather is actually very nice. It's not too hot. It's warm. Okay. It's warm enough to have a nice suntan if you want to go to the beach or go to the pool. But it's not like excruciatingly hot as it is in Texas and and, uh, other parts of the country right now. It's actually very comfortable. And then you have that beautiful ocean breeze when you're on the cruise ship. And you want to feel, and I know, Tony, you've been on a cruise before. Joe, have you been on a cruise before?
10: One. I've been on one, yes.
3: All right. So you know when when you're on those ships and you look out on the ocean, you talk about a faith moment and a God moment, and you look out at that ocean. And you look at that creation and that beauty and that peace with the sun setting and rising on the water and you see all the creatures and just the, the power of the water, you can only say in addition to being joyful with being with other Catholics is how great thou art. That's all I keep that, you know, wow, God, you just are such a show off. You, you know, <laughs> a few fish would have been fine, but there's all these different fishies and dolphins and stingrays and everything. It's just incredible. So let me let you wrap up and just some final thoughts on encouraging folks. Have about a minute left. Tony, I'll go to you first to go and join us on the Good News Cruise.
0: Yes, I would encourage everybody to sign up and sign up quick. There's about 100 spots or cabins left. So, uh, yeah, goodnewscruise.com. And uh, you're not going to regret it. It's great for your marriage. It's great for your family. And, uh, and, and pray for, you know, all those grandmas and, and aunts and uncles that are taking care of kids while uh, married couples are on, on their cruise. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be rejuvenate your marriage guaranteed.
3: Amen. Joe?
0: I'm excited, uh, looking forward to hanging out with Father Krupp and all of our great speakers,
10: especially you, Teresa, and uh, just being able to uh, relax with my wife uh, on our, going into our 20th year of marriage. And I, yeah, just, don't miss the boat, people. Get on. Let's go.
3: There. I love don't miss the boat. What a great little promo. Hmm. That sounds like yeah. a good little tease. <laughs> Goodnewscrews.com, chatting with Tony Frasco and Joe Matheson from the Rome Boys, romeboys.org. And again, the promotional code is FATHER, and if listeners use a code RB, it lets them know that the Rome Boys sent them. So just keep that in mind. And thanks so much, you guys. It was so great to see you in person in Italy, and now Good Lord William will be in a cruise ship. And you're going to be out there dancing again, I'm just saying. Absolutely. All right. And Tony, you and I could do the Tarantella. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Goodnewscruise.com. The Rome Boys will be there. Tony Fresco and Joe. And, of course, all three of them will be there. They're wonderful. Romeboys.org. We'll be right back. Goodnewscruise.com. Check it out. More Catholic Connection right after this.
7: The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio.
1: You know, we talk story with each of our very unique guests for the whole hour so that you can go deep with us as you yourself pursue your own story of heroic virtue and as you pursue intimacy with God.
9: The Bear Wozniak Adventure, Saturday night, 6 Eastern on
4: EWTN Radio.
5: more information including franchise opportunities is on the web at visitingangels.com this program is brought to you in part by some of our underwriters at ave maria radio
7: this july 4th from angel
5: studios who
7: brought you his only son and the chosen comes a true story of courage and redemption Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who portrayed Jesus in The Passion, and Mira Sorvino, inspired by the true events of a dangerous mission to save young, innocent lives. Sound of Freedom, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
5: Only in theaters July 4th.
3: Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Coming up tomorrow, it's the Inside Word with the very own Doug will Let us know what's coming up in great programming the next week or so. That happens every Friday with Doug. And then we're going to be checking in with Jeannie Mancini from March for Life, taking a look at one year after Dobbs and looking forward to the next March for Life and many more details talk to you tomorrow. Adomani. Ciao, ciao.
2: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio dot net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.